listener production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday, we talk about coaches belting walls. We talk about journalists and if there should be some sort of tribunal for them to go if they make a large and incorrect statement. We talk about Clarko and how good it's to have him back. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. The Thursday edition of Footy Talk, slightly later than usual because we're all very busy, but I'm joined by the wonderful, the resplendent, Abby Ooh, Holmes. The resplendent. Is mm. that a word? Resplendent. Oh. Yeah. Love that from Means you. Means magnificent. Thank Extra you. It's great shiny. to be here on a Thursday. I got the late call up, late yes. call up today, but love being in a studio with you. So let's I think talk we can disclose footy. to the great listeners that we were going to have Zach Butters on, Ooh. but due to a few things, he wasn't going to make it today. So we're hoping to get him in the next week or two. And he got stuck with Abby Holmes. Well, that's completely Sorry. fine because <laughs> we need to take this show a lot more serious than we probably have because we are going global. Abs- we are trending. We are worldwide. Viral. And there's coaches cracking the shits about what we say on this show. Yeah, it's remarkable. Such a short period of time, this little baby called Footy Talk has gone worldwide. As mm. you said, we're going global and we are creating an absolute stir at the moment. And we make reference to what's going on with the St Kilda Footy Club, with Brett Ratton, with our man Rui. So as it currently sits, Daisy? Hey, you're not allowed to make or respond to people's comments in the media because I already got in trouble for that this year. You're not... I had an opinion on an to, opinion. Yes, and you're not allowed to do that. And I got in at some serious trouble. I got called a part-timer on the back of that, <laughs> and I should get up earlier and watch some games. Yeah, okay. All right. So as it currently sits, Damo has responded to Brett Ratton, yep. who responded at North Melbourne's press conference to Rui yep. on Tuesday's edition of Footy Talk, who was responding to Kane Corn's comments on St Kilda. So if we go back from the Kane Corns, Kane Corns said St Kilda haven't improved. Yes. Nick Rewalt then said they have improved and the standards have lifted significantly from last year. Mm -hmm. That was then put to Brett Ratton who said, Nick would not know, and I quote, the only time we see him is if he wants free physio. Yes. Whack. Whack. That's a six. And then Damo comes out and just jumps along the fence a little bit. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We love it. So there's opinions on opinions on opinions. What's your take on all of this? Oh, look, it's interesting because coaches have to be very, you know, straight down the line and by the books and whatnot. But that was a very big whack by rats. He wasn't was it? sitting on that. He's and sitting there. He was none for 22 and he just got this <laughs> nice half volley outside off stump. And instead of nudging it in the gap, he went for the six. And for all of our listeners, Brett Ratton was obviously the past coach at the St Kilda Footy Club, as so you all fun. know. And what they were referring to was saying that since. Ross Lyon has come in. He has improved the uh, the St Kilda Footy Club drastically. So is just... that is a, a little bit of a kick in the guts for Rats. And I'm actually really rapt that he came out and, and said that. Absolutely. Mm. I'm with you on that. Go on you, Rats. If you want an opinion, go and have it and go as hard Absolutely. as you want. Some other news that was knocking around in the media circles was that Harley Reid, yes. the number one prospect in this year's national draft, doesn't want to go to West Coast. And that has now been squashed today. Fake news. Yes. So Harley Reid and also his coach at under 18 level have come out and said that is absolute bulldust. He's happy to go wherever uh, the number one draft pick might take him um, as long as he's playing footy. So he is just a young kid looking forward to the ride, looking forward to the opportunity to get drafted first and foremost. And he's come out and said, I'm happy to go anywhere as long as I can play football. So that is fake news. And it begs the question yes. that you and I have. Yeah. Should there be a, a tribunal kind of situation 
for any journalists that might get it wrong. So uh, one like big this. example that I can bring to you is Caroline Wilson. A couple of months ago. Saying, Stewie Jew, she got right. Yep. Oh, she got one right. Oh, yep. okay. Got that one right. But what she said on Paddy Cripps, how oh, he was yeah, staying yeah, away yeah. from the team. He was, was a in miss. a bougie hotel. He wasn't being the captain and, and sticking around the group and that kind of thing. That was complete and utter uh, crap. Yep. In the, in the, it was wrong. It was it a was falsity. So Sam McClure went with the Harley Reid stuff yes. and then had to retract. Yes. So we're thinking, uh, and not in and around tipping because tipping's you know, a bit more luck, but when you're going with new stuff. Yeah. And these are just a couple of examples. And, and even for ourselves, if we went with something oh, newsy yeah. and it was completely wrong, we are putting it to the people <laughs> that there should be some sort of AFLPA, like players-driven yes. accountability in the media. And so if you just have an absolute shocker, oh you God. go in front of the board and they can suspend you for a week. Imagine going to the tribunal <laughs> and having a panel of three or four players oh. or Paddy Dangerfield being the president of the AFLPA, he can maybe chair the tribunal. Yep. Imagine that. Going with something that is eventually squashed and getting a ban for three weeks. So weeks. I, you can't write or say anything for three weeks. I had to go into Triple M yesterday in a full Carlton kit. Saw that. Well so done. is there options there for like silly punishments or is it just hard and fast? You <laughs> sit out for a week, go and report on Drew and V Morewell and then come back with a hundred word essay. <laughs> oh, look, I would love to see the funny side of things, but I think if we were going to bring it in, it would have to be more, more serious down the line, wouldn't oh, we? I like that one a lot. Who would you have the most time out for this year? Oh. Which journo? Oh, oh, God. Question without notice. Question without I just got given to me. I read it literally I, off I of the laptop. I saw that right in front of me. <laughs> I didn't just think Thanks of it. Producer Zoe. Uh, who would we be giving? Who's thrown out the biggest one this year? Give Is us it, a journo and then cut, to, this, cut it's this. It's hard to think of someone who has large opinions out. regularly that gets them wrong. Um no, no one's coming to the front of Come mind. Come on. You had someone just then. I'm trying to think. Who says big statements? We are, we might just add that we've got quality journalists that, that uh, cover the look, AFL. Some of them are quality. Some of them are crap. Uh, we'll move on from that because <laughs> okay. we're going to move on to Bevo. So this is yes. coaches now. Coaches yep. are getting mad. It's late in the season. Everyone's starting to get the poos on. Everyone knows that everyone else is in Europe. Stewie Jew's now quitting going, how good is this? I'm going the ashes. Mm-hmm. Bevo's punched a wall. Bevo gets angry. Bevo did like what he saw against Sydney. Bevo punched the wall and now Bevo's hand is broken. Bevo punched the whiteboard, yes. Oh, oh whiteboard, the sorry, whiteboard. not a whiteboard. Yeah, so They're they had a, they had a really big focus at training during the week, apparently on boxing. So he really did bring that to the SCG on Thursday night. Punched the whiteboard, but now there's vision that's come out. Oh, no. Now we now that we know that he's gone in for surgery and had the hand fixed. There's a vision that's come out during the game from the coach's box and post-game in his presser, and there is a bloody tennis ball coming out of that man's hand. So he's obviously cracked it very, very hard, <laughs> gone in under the knife to get that fixed. And I tell you what, he will be hoping he can get a response from his players tomorrow night. Coaches love to smack stuff. As a general rule, if you hit the whiteboard and usually palm down and like the magnets fall off, it's great effect. Mm. It's real show. It really gets everyone sitting upright. We've seen walls get... Holes putting them in the coach's box. But it's not often in today's day and age that you see that, is it? Well, Coaches are a lot more zen and more calm. Oh, maybe to the naked eye slash television yeah, eye. Yeah, true. But uh, behind closed doors, most of them are still psychopaths. Um, <laughs> good start by you. Coming up, we're going to talk about Brody Grundy yep. and the Melbourne fiasco that has been made by the media. Plus also, Clarko is coming back to the ruse. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL.
You're listening to Footy Talk for the Thursday. If you want to get interactive with us, jump on the Instagram at Footy Talk underscore pod or the TikTok at Footy Talk pod. We have a couple of questions coming up from audio questions too from some of our loyal listeners abs. But before that, good news in the AFL circles, Alistair Clarkson is coming back to coach North Melbourne round 21. Absolutely right. Al Clarkson, one of the best to ever do it. Um... Uh, look, he took over the reins as North Melbourne head coach this year. And then as we know, all of the Hawthorne. Um, it's a saga. It's a saga. I was yep. going to say saga, but I didn't want to go there. But no, Hawthorne no, saga that's been playing out, um, yeah, over the last 12 months or so now has taken a, a big, I guess, effect on him. So he stepped away, but I'm so excited to have him back at North Melbourne. He has said that... Um, he's not necessarily going to put a date on it. If he gets in there and realises that he needs a little bit more time. So did I go early with round you, 21? Yes, you okay. did, but that is fine. We're, we're hopeful that it is round so 21. So after our first segment, am I having a sit out next week? <laughs> yeah, you've gone wrong on a few things. So um, it's all right. It's all right. We'll just give you a little bit of a... Okay. Yeah. I'll just cop a little whack. I apologise. I retract the statement there. of round but, 21. Alistair Clarkson is back at North Melbourne. Yep. When he steps into that coaching chair, we don't know yet. Uh, Brett Ratton in there at the moment, but he is at the footy club. He's amongst it. Um, he just doesn't want to put a time frame on exactly when he's going to take the reins again. That's good, though. That is just good for football that he's back in a mentally happy space yes. where he wants to be in and around the footy club and he thinks that he can bring his best for that footy club because it's going to be another big story next year when he is coaching just mm. to see how they do improve. There's been argument whether or whether not they have improved this season. And I think for the first two-thirds of the year, maybe half the year, two-thirds might be generous, that they did improve. Mm. Their losses weren't absolutely uh, disgusting like they have been yeah. in years past or absolute smashings. But since then, it's fallen away a little bit. But no doubt we'll be talking about this next year. They were cracking in. They were really competitive, as you said, particularly in the first half. They were 2-0. Oh. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But Alistair Clarkson as well, he's been at the top of his game for so long. So to see him take the reins of North Melbourne, I'm incredibly interested and excited to watch the journey of the North Melbourne Footy Club in the years to come. Absolutely. We wish North and Clarko all the best there. The other big story, and there's been lots of them this week, a lot of people just going berserk and trying to move people on after 17 rounds and 17 games and whatever it's been. Brody Grundy. Yeah. The Melbourne issue with Grundy and Gorn, Gaundy as we started calling it, we hypothesized in the media how good this was going to be. This was going to be Batman and Robin. This was going to be Bonnie and Clyde. This was going to be Daisy and Abby. This was going to be one of the great <laughs> duos of all time. And it hasn't really worked this season. So now the question's being asked, does Brody Grundy put his hand up and request a trade? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the football media world is an interesting place. We take ourselves far too serious that uh, we think that after 17 rounds, we should have the right to declare that he doesn't want to be there yeah. anymore. And these things take time. And Simon Goodwin, here's a quote from him. There's been a fair bit of hysteria. There's no question about that. We're trying to increase the ruck combination forward of the ball. We're not trying to turn Brody Grundy into a forward. Let's be very, very clear on that. So I do like that as a quote. Because now, and I was talking about it yesterday, saying, well, does he have a spot in the side as a ruck or does he need to go and try and become a permanent full forward mm. to get a spot? Because there is a spot up in the forward line. Yes. So but our, our Richardson did come out last week and said they're sending him back to the VFL to yeah. basically focus on that forward craft. They know what he does in the ruck. They love what he does in the ruck, but they want more out of their rucks in their forward half. Right. So as you said, there is a spot open there. They're not, they're not trying to turn him into a full-time forward. Let's be very clear on that, as Simon Goodwin just said. But all they want is, is more output when both Gorn and Grundy 
go forward for their stints. I know Brody pretty well. And from my time with him, I think this is a challenge that he would certainly be loving. Mm. Not the fact that he's out of the side, but going, okay, you're giving me areas to improve on. He's a proud man. We've seen how good he can be as a ruckman and almost an extra midfielder at times. Yeah. I think this challenge of, right, your forward craft isn't where it needs to be. Go and work on that. I think that's something that he'd really dig into and go, right, there's an opportunity for me to get better as a player Mm. and then to help the side, which has got me across. Yeah. I am really hopeful of what he can do in that forward space. I agree with you. And Brody Grundy is a bloody ripper of a person. He, he will welcome the challenge. But the hardest thing for him would have been watching Friday night, yeah. the D's v Brisbane, and seeing what Max Gorn did playing 92% game time. There's a little bit of you that just hoped he had a stinker. Yeah, so Max Gorn is And I know that it. isn't the greatest team <laughs> mentality, but you know, no. when somebody takes your spot, you're like, look, I hope the team wins, but I hope the vote took my spot goes like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 92% game time, Max is a endurance beast. Yeah. He just seems to get better and better as the game goes on when he is that one-out Ruckman. Um, I do like the fact that Simon Goodwin's come out like this, though, because yeah. effectively he was the one that sold the dream to Brody and to Max mm. and to everyone that this is what we need for our football club to be super competitive and be back in the grand final space. And th- Yeah, and that's where the media, I guess, responsibility comes in because it, it is the, the media – that are creating this storyline. Melbourne yeah. Footy Club, Simon Goodwin, Max Gorn, they've all come out and said, we are so committed to making this work. We're going to make it work. It just takes time. Whereas the media goes, he's leaving. <laughs> he's out. Let's write him off. <laughs> like it, He's it, going it, to Geelong or Port. Exactly right. So it pisses me off. Um, obviously, the footy media, it, it's the, the, the storylines, the yeah. headlines. We run with them, yes. But unfortunately, in these situations, I wish that we did take more, I guess, more of an approach to the player's mental, you know, my well-being as yeah. well, because no, this would absolutely. be taking a really big toll on Brody Grundy. And no doubt we've talked about this, and he would be sick of talking about it. Yeah. We talked about Gondi all the preseason now. This now, I'd have thought last night that's just come back to me, and I think this was like a two o'clock thought. You know, when you sort of roll over, you're like, "Geez, that's a great idea," and then you go back to sleep. <laughs> yes. It's only just come back to me. If Alistair Clarkson had have waited, do you think he would have liked to have coached? Richmond or the Gold Coast more so than North? Oh. That's a good one, isn't that's it? A really so if good he had been had more time out of the game, had a proper year out, yeah. now Richmond and Gold Coast would have been on the table. He would have been I, a dollar oh one to go to Richmond. I think in relation to their family life, um, they would have probably preferred to stay in Melbourne. Um, kids going through school and all of that jazz, but Gold Coast lifestyle is pretty tempting, isn't it? Mm. I just uh, literally, I thought about it to two o'clock, so I've posed it to you. Yeah. Hey, we've got a couple of audio questions that we will get to from some listeners. Here's the first one. Hey, Daisy, Swoop Luke here. Got a question for you. When Smith Street and Lyon Street go to war, which side will you be fighting for? Swoop Luke, he's a pretty prolific on yeah. Instagram. I, I think he before. wants me to come on his podcast too, which I haven't. I've left him on red in my uh, inbox <laughs> there. So sorry, Swoop. Um, look, mate, I hope that it's just a red hot cracking game of football. It's, of course, next Friday night, which should be an absolute ripper. But I think if I had to, it's probably 51 49 just purely because I won a premiership at the Pies. People forget that I had eight years at the Pies and six years at the Blues. And the mm. six years at the Blues felt like 20 bloody years of life, <laughs> getting slammed in the press, then trying to get back from an ankle, and then finally winning, winning the Blues people over, except the coaches who gave me the arse. So 
it's closer than people think, but if I had to probably wander to one side of the fence, it may just be the Collingwood side. It's going to break hearts and they're going to hate me again. That's completely <laughs> fine. We have a second question. Hey, guys. Just got a quick question here about the Bulldogs. Um, with most of them being into their 30s or close to being in their 30s, I was just wondering if, do you think this is a year that they have to start looking for more midfield depth for the next five to six years or so? Or do they wait and trade out some players to try to get some extra picks to start for next year or the year after? Cheers. Abs, your thoughts on that? Interesting, isn't it? Because I think when you look at Bontempelli in particular, you think he's 30 plus because he's so mature How and he's been dominated. He? He's only 27. So really? he's got another he's five. Yeah, he's got another five or six years oh, to so absolutely dominate. That's a scary dominate. CV for what he's put out for, for the doggies. Libba, yes, he's over 30 as well as Adam Trelaw. Jack McRae's 28. Yes, he's playing more forward um, this year. Bailey Smith, 22. Hopefully the doggies can hold on to 22. Him. Yeah, he's only a baby. So they've got a really good blend, I feel, of of experience and youth. But you're exactly right. They Footy clubs plan for the future, always. They they know exactly what their list profile is in terms of age demographic as well. So your big ones would be probably Libba and Trelaw. They're 31 and, and 30, I think, respectively. But still playing good footy. Like still I, playing great footy. Like when I think of the Western Bulldogs, I don't go, oh, geez, they need a new midfield. Yeah. I'd be saying you need a new back line quicker than I'd say you need a new midfield. Yeah. And I'd say you need to figure out what's going on with your forward line. Not so much, do we need to move on with this midfield? Yeah, but this midfield is built around Marcus Bontepelli for the next five to six years, yeah. so I don't think it's time just yet. One big question for me is, is it Finlay or Finley McRae at Collingwood Footy Club? Finn, I go with. <laughs> Finn. So he's one that's been spoken about quite heavily in the last couple of weeks, a quality young player, but in that Collingwood side, it's near on impossible to break into. He's the brother of Jack. Yes, we're 21, up. 21 years old midfielder, um, really good size, eighty. Oh, so 188 centimetres. And he's playing for the Pies? Yes, but he can't get a game. Okay. So um, no matter think, how well so he's playing in the VFL. So you the brother gets him back to the dogs? Is like, this where we're going with this? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Ethan, is that a good shout? Oh. That was rather underwhelming from Ethan. But, you know, there, there's so many, I guess, quality youngsters that yeah. are running around the competition that can't get in um, in some of the, the better sides inside the top eight. So... Um, as I said, their list profile, you're probably thinking that they're getting a little bit older, but Bont, as I said, that midfield's built around him for the next five or six years. So still a little bit of time yet for the Western Bulldogs. You've been doing your prep because you have Friday night football tomorrow. What is your big takeaway and what should we be looking forward to this one when it is Essendon in eighth, taking on the Dogs in seventh? This is huge. And the the ramifications from this result, I cannot... The loser is in the eight next week. Oh my goodness. Okay. So... The loser of this game, without getting into the nitty-gritty and pending and assuming that all of the favourites win in the remaining games of round 19, yep. the loser could find themselves in 11th position. Wow. Yeah. So that that just highlights, I guess, how close it is from kind of fifth, sixth position all the way down to, what, 13th or 14th, really. So um, it's an unbelievable round of footy coming up. You've got 1v2, 7v8. Um, but yeah, 15 this, v 16, 15 v 16, but this is a crucial game Friday night footy at Marvel. It is 
obviously Essendon, Western Bulldogs at their home deck, Marvel. Oh, I, it's just, yes, a mouth-watering matchup and, and both sides coming in off a loss too. Looking forward to them responding. Are you tipping the Bulldogs with that midfield depth? I am. You I are. am. I think the Western Bulldogs have won eight of the last nine they against have. the Bombers. That's so, exactly yes, they've had the upper well. hand. Uh, no doubt Blues fans will be cheering extra hard for the Gold Coast Suns who play GWS because... Someone's got to win the Bombers game, their Bombers v Bulldogs. Then yeah. if the Gold Coast roll GWS and the Blues beat West Coast, Coast, which they should, they'll be in the eight at the end of the round. Blues, <laughs> Here no. they come. Look out. Wow. And I'll be looking like an absolute deal. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for joining us today. You have yourself a wonderful you rest too. of the week. Cannot wait to see tomorrow night. Tomorrow, it is Joey and Jack Heverin. Let's see what they can dig up and see if Joey gets in some more trouble with what he's got to say. This has been the Footy Talk <laughs> Podcast. Listener.